Hello and welcome to Be a B2B Leader. I'm your host Felician and today my guest is Jakub Greitzar, the head of marketing at Synpilot, where they help agencies build more productive, profitable and healthy teams. And how do they do it? Well, they, they streamline their operations. In this show, we'll learn a bit about marketers' mindset. So Jakub will share what it is and his thoughts on marketing in general. So let's get started. Hey Jakub and welcome to the show. Hey Felician, super excited to be here today and super stoked to do this. Like I'm also excited about the topic. We talked a bit about it, like mm-hmm. more than we thought we will. So yes. let's dive straight into it. So what is a marketer's mindset according to you? Okay, so before I jump into what it is, because I think all of us have a definition of mindset in our minds. It's a, it's a collection of the thoughts and emotions that we have, maybe beliefs and values that we use to guide us. And so we all have some sort of mindset. And what I'm talking about here today is the mindset that we have about our work as a marketer. Although, as you know, as I might mention later, this extends into what you think about your career in general and about your life in general. So you do have a mindset, everybody has one, but the reason why the mindset is so important is I think worth exploring. So let me relate this to to kind of my story and how I arrived at the importance of mindset. So um, I like to call myself a high functioning LinkedIn addict, you know? I spend a lot of time there and I spent, I used to spend and still do a lot of time reading books about marketing, about productivity, about coaching. At one point I wanted to be a life coach myself uh, before I went deeper into marketing. And for a long time, I thought I was spending my time very well. You know, I'm reading, I'm learning, I'm listening to podcasts. And I did that all the time, by the way. I'm doing the dishes, listening to a podcast, cleaning up, listening to a podcast, going for a walk, podcast, groceries, podcast. I was almost listening to them when I was sleeping, you know. (laughs) And LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is full of great advice. I honestly really love the platform, but I think it's easy to get lost in it in the sense that it gives you a lot of what I like to call how motivation. And... The importance of, and it's important to know how to do things and to know what kind of marketing strategy strategy you're going to have to know all of the tactics and tools. That's great. But how motivation doesn't help your mindset. And that for me was the missing piece. What I was doing is I was, I was finding all of these tools and concepts that got me excited, but for a very short time. So for example, I found they ask you answer and I thought I figured out SEO. I found content-based networking, and both of those concepts and books I really recommend, right? But each time I found a concept, I found a new how, I thought I had it all figured out. And I thought, I'm just going to take this concept, apply it to our marketing, and everything is going to be fine. Google Analytics is going to explode, and you know the company is going to call me king of marketing <laughs> at the end of the day. And that did not turn out to be the case, because while the people sharing advice on LinkedIn, they're telling you a lot about how to do marketing. There isn't enough content, in my opinion, out there about how to find the drive to do marketing in the first place and how when you inevitably find that these methods take work, just find it in yourself to have the drive to do the work. That is why mindset is so important. And I call it, instead of how motivation, why motivation. 
And the whole thing that I'm trying to teach here with a marketer mindset and, and share here from my own explorations is that you need to do the work of setting your mindset and to some extent also discovering your mindset, finding the parts of your mindset that actually help you towards your goals and discarding the parts of your mindset that are actually holding you back. And this all happens not by kind of consuming the feeds that are external. So the LinkedIn feed, the Twitter feed, your the emails that come your way, or even the podcast that you listen to, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> this comes from introspection. And that's the main thing that I want to call marketers to do here is and it's difficult in our jobs, you know? We spend a lot of time on social media. We spend a lot of time plugged in. It's part of our jobs, right? We need to yeah. be on those platforms, know what's happening to do our jobs well. What I'm inviting you to do here instead, and I'm super willing to share some techniques around that uh, in a moment. What I'm inviting you to do here instead is to shut all those feeds off and discover the feed. <laughs> it's going to sound <laughs> a little bit cheesy, but the feed that's in your mind, okay? Yeah. It's really important... So yeah, I want to on. ask you, would you advise people to read the book by Simon Sinek? So start with why? <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Sinek because I have a very mixed feelings about him. I tried to read Start With Why and that was one of the few self-help books. And I love self-help books. I Too much, too much even. <laughs> uh, like I just mentioned, too much reading, not enough introspection. With Start With Why, he was um, loving on Apple so, so much I couldn't get through it you know mm -hmm. however is the concept good yes the concept is is really good and especially and a lot of marketers know the concept and they know that for their company they need to start with why you know why is yeah. our company doing this what is the mission and vision of the company it's funny because you have these concepts in your mind but a lot of the marketers don't apply this thinking to themselves so yes you should start with why, not just when you're thinking about how you're going to communicate about your company, but how you're going to lead your career and your life. So yes, definitely this connects. And you know, but it's a general piece of advice, start with why. And how do you actually do that? How do you actually work on your mindset? How do you actually find the motivation? What are the practical things you can do? Because, you know, I, I remember even in our prep conversation, you mentioned this is, you know, a little bit philosophical. So I spent some time digging through my notes to find some particular tools that you can use. So that if it's yeah. okay, I'm going to share. Please a share of them because yeah, I think everybody should know how to do it because we can talk about theory a lot, but people yeah. are really looking into for that practical advice as we do on LinkedIn. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, dear listeners, I mean, you're lucky in the sense that I spent years being frustrated by this and I'm going to just straight up give you the answer and not, not even exactly the answer, because that's the thing there, nobody on LinkedIn is going to tell you what your mindset is and what your values are. You need to find it for yourself, but how you find it. I was frustrated because a lot of the literature said that it's super important to know your values without offering a lot of guidance on how to do it. Finally, I happened upon a book. <laughs> yeah, that, does that like, does that resonate? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So finally, I've, I happened upon a book called A Liberated Mind by Stephen Hayes. And the book is exploring something called acceptance and commitment therapy. So I kind of had to go that far to find a, a technique. And here it is. Generally speaking, a lot of kind of the advice that I have to share the tools boil down to writing. You know, you open up a doc or take a piece of paper, whichever works best for you, 
and you start writing because writing is is nothing more than thinking on paper and you don't have to be a writer for this you know you don't have to think of yourself oh, i'm not a content person so i'm not going to write this is this is you thinking and all of us think and all of us know how to write the exercise is this think back on your career or maybe your life in general if your career so far has been short and think of the top moments the highlights you know the stuff that you did that made you extremely proud that you you feel like you knocked it out of the park people told you you knocked it out of the park and not just that i'm not talking just about the moments that um where you performed very well but also you derived like deep satisfaction from it these are the moments that you need to first of all remember about to build your self-worth that's one thing but you need to dissect them to find your values so let me give you an example I'm very passionate about public speaking. I don't know if you can tell. And I <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> I was part of Toastmasters uh, for a time, and that was like transformative for my life. And everybody listening should note down Toastmasters and find their local club and go to it. You won't regret it. Within Toastmasters, there are these speech contests. And I took part in those contests for a few years, and I never could get through kind of the national level. I got to that level a few uh, a few uh, times, but I couldn't get through it. Finally, and I forget what year it was, I, th- I believe it might, might have been 2018, uh, the national final was here in Poznan, so you might say I had home advantage, maybe, but I did finally succeed, and I got to the international level, and I got to take part in the public speaking contest in Athens, you know, and I did not get past that part, but it was I was extremely happy with myself. That, you know, Poland-wide, I had the best speech and I went to Athens. And all of us have those memories, but few of us actually think, okay, but why was this such a big win for me? You know, other people, if I tell them, you know, public speaking plus contest, they faint, you know, or run away (laughs) because people are terrified of it. So I asked myself, and I actually have kind of the notes somewhere in my Google Docs about it. Why was this exciting for me? Why was this a win for me? Why did it make me proud? And I discovered multiple things about myself just from this one situation. It made me proud because I love public speaking, because I love to teach and inspire people. And that is a key thing for me to know about myself. It's part of my mindset, but it's also part of my values. So one of my values is you know, inspiring people or teaching people, sharing knowledge. What I also found is that you know, within these speeches, because they're, they're fairly short, I love to simplify the complex. You know? So that mm-hmm. is another key finding that I found just from this one situation. And also, the more I think about it, this was, I managed to get through a lot of these speech contests kind of by luck, you know, sometimes I just had, you know, weaker competition, etc. Here, I had really strong competition, and I had to really deliberately work on my speech on every element of it to get through. So I discovered that actually one of my values, I feel kind of my best when I can honestly say that I'm putting a lot of effort and I'm being kind of methodical and diligent about my work. So that's an example. What you need to do is take a doc, think of the kind of top five, top 10 highlights, or maybe just two, and go deep in them and find what does it say, this say about your values? Because your values are your deepest why. Okay. And, and for, uh, like I mentioned, for a long time, that for me was kind of lofty and unavailable, you know? But yeah. with this exercise, you can manage to find this actually in practice. Yeah. But I want to ask you, like, don't you think that the values change over time? Like, I believe in that strongly that we change as people and so do our values. Like, depending on the situation, the context we are in. Like, 
you can have something that's yeah your core value that will always stay the same, but the rest can yeah can adapt. That is certainly true. What you said at the end there. There are some values that are core for us, and then others that you know you over time they become less important for you. You know, for example, in in my life, I used to really care about. Um, having freedom and a lot of free time, you know, and a lot of time to just relax and rest. And, you know, I would have called that, you know, 10 years ago, I would have called it one of my core values. Today, I'm much more about kind of helping people around me. I became a dad in the meantime, and that really changes your perspective on things. And you realize that you are here for other people, uh, you know, in a lot of respects. So yes, what you're saying is definitely true. So this is one of the tools that I wanted to share. And can you share another one? So for someone who wants to take a different approach instead of reflecting on their past? Sure. So let's say the first tool was about the past. And this other tool is more about thinking about the future. This is also something that I have done. And I actually return to my notes from this every day. And it's a concept called vivid vision. There's a book about it. And I'm sorry, but I forget the author. If you look it up, though, uh, there's a very good TED talk about it that kind of, in a nutshell, explains the concept. It's funny how it also relates to the work of a marketer, because (laughs) we, a lot of us worked on a company mission or company vision at some time. And the vision usually, (laughs) have you, Felicia, ever done that? Of course, like, there are just too many similarities. But (laughs) yeah, please talk about it. Okay, so yeah, I did that for my previous company, for example. I was uh, heavily involved in content. I was one of the writers and a team lead and a manager. And those that kind of person kind of gets pulled into, into those conversations. But what's interesting about the, the vision and the mission is that usually companies really try to boil it down to something really short, you know, two, three sentences, you know, something, something you can put kind of in the, in the culture book, you know, on just one page and that's it. What the vivid vision concept proposes is that you actually go much more detailed with your vision, you know, and kind of primarily this is aimed at companies that your company vision should be four pages. And I immediately asked myself, okay, four pages in what font? And I had to (laughs) dig through the whole book to find that it's like font size 14. So if you're like me and you need the details, four pages, font size 14. And it explains everything. The way you do it is you think like today is the 19th of May, uh, 2023, right? What is true on May 19th, 2026? Because the typical kind of time frame is three years. You know, what is true? What is true about, uh, for the company, it's like revenue, team size, etc. But what I did and what this book also proposes is having a vivid vision for yourself. And that's the tool. Sit down to write again and create a vivid vision for where you want to be in in three years, you know? And it's, it's like this typical question that you get, you know, when you're doing recruitment, but when you're doing, when you're trying to, to find a new job, but when you're, do, when you're doing it just with yourself, your answers are really different because you're not trying to make yourself fit into any sort of description, you know, any sort of job. You're just thinking for, for yourself, where do you want to be? So I put stuff in there like, you know, I want to be head of marketing <laughs> because I did this exercise, uh, you know, uh, almost a year ago now. And well, I am head of marketing at Zenpilot now. So that part, you know, check. And a lot of other details about a lot of other aspects of my life, meeting with friends often, 
some free time was still there, but also time with my family, you know, was a big part of my vivid vision. And you go into details, you know, how many, I even wrote like how many days a week I want to play bass or how many, because I'm a bass player or how many times per month I want to go to a music gig as a listener and how many times I want to play, just all of it, you know, and think about it, you know, even for yourself, right? Where would you like this show to be in three years, you know, or yourself or, you know, career wise? I wonder, as I was talking about, does anything kind of come to your mind that you would like to be true in three years? Absolutely. Like there are lots of things, but like I did a similar exercise like two years ago and yeah, I wrote down like 20 things that I want to achieve. Mm. Like, it, yeah, it looked like that. I wrote down wrote down 20 things and it was based on personal uh, business and family wise and mm -hmm. like 80 percent of those things were checked after one and a half year so yeah yeah it just made me proud and at the same time i've seen that the things that i didn't check they were they weren't really as important as i thought they were so yeah. it yeah, also exactly. helped me set my pr priorities straight and that's why I asked you also before about the values, if they don't change, because that's when I yes. noticed that my values changed a little bit over time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there are elements of my vision, even, you know, when I'm reading it today, although it's still relatively fresh, that they don't seem as, you know, as urgent or as important as they did back then. So how this connects to mindset then is that you need to be deliberate about this and you you just need to go through this exercise because okay, this is, you know, lofty, it's kind of long term. But the key thing is, when you have this vision, you don't just put it in a folder on your Google Drive and forget about it. The key habit to have is to check it every day, you know, instead of opening Facebook or LinkedIn, you check uh, your vivid vision. One thing that I recently did with it, too, was looking at the things in my vision, I tried to convert the elements of my vision into questions that I ask myself every day, you know. So for the things like one of them was uh, meeting with my friends more often, like who can I plan a meeting with, you know, this week so that your vision for, for three years in the future connects with your present. This also, I think is a huge source of why motivation for the tasks that might be in your to-do list as a marketer right now that seem irrelevant, seem mundane on my to-do list right now, for example, is to figure out PPC. Uh, for Zen Pilot. And it's something to which, honestly, I'm feeling a little bit of resistance because I'm yeah. not good at, at PPC. I'm a content person. Uh, or at least, you know, that's what I used to think about myself. But in my vision, it says head of marketing. It says, you know, doing marketing consulting maybe at some point in my life, you know. And I really want to be a source of inspiration and knowledge for people for marketing in general. I want to be T-shaped. So now, yeah. suddenly, this kind of mundane task that seems unattractive, if I do this, I'm one step closer to my vision. That's the key thing. That's the key effect that when you have this in your, in your mindset, you have a whole new drive and passion for doing your work. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I really like when you're explaining those things because mm -hmm. yeah, I believe the listeners will also start thinking a bit more about their career in this way that yeah, they should really have that vision for themselves in the future and how it connects with their past. Because yeah. yeah, the past can teach us a lot about our future. Like that's how it works. But exactly. I want to circle back a bit to the marketer's mindset. Marketers have different roles within the organization. Like, we are responsible for marketing, but marketing influences basically all areas of the business. So, 
how do you navigate your role, your role and marketing within the organization? So it's really interesting because you're right. We talk with a lot of different parts of the business, or we should be talking with a lot of different parts of the business. And if you want to become like a marketer in the true sense of the word, if you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into one role, which I really think is, is the way you go, you should be specialized, sure, and you should know your strongest areas, the ones that you're more, most passionate about, but sh you should be able to hold a conversation and get basic work done, in my opinion, in, in most marketing areas, right? Especially if you aspire to be you know, marketing manager, head of marketing, CMO, you will end up having you know, within your structure... Uh, people who are handling just a ton of different marketing disciplines. So one phrase that's often used is that you have to wear many hats, right? But I think that doesn't go far enough in terms of kind of the, the visual that you should have in your head. So here, another concept I would love to share, and honestly, of the ones that I have to share, probably the most fun one to explore is something called the alter ego effect by Todd Herman. Have you heard about that by any chance? I've heard about the alter ego effect, but I didn't know who the author was. So, Yeah, so Todd Herman, uh, he's a coach who I believe coached Kobe Bryant at some point. He put out some uh, content about that recently. Well worth following, and the alter ego effect is not the only concept that he's uh, kind of sharing. Well, but what I loved about it is, well, I'm a person who has a very active imagination. The concept kind of to boil it down is to, first of all, accept that you are just not one you. And this is very important to have in your mind and part of your mindset. Again, this is kind of being against pigeonholing, you know? I'm not just a content writer. I'm not just about SEO. I'm not just about PPC or ABM or whichever, you know, three-letter acronym we pick here. Um, I'm a marketer, right? And within my work, I need to be able to enter different kinds of modes, Todd, what he says, it's, it's, these are not just modes, but you should create like whole personas for those different kinds of things. And these can be personas that, you know, exist and are an inspiration for you. They can be real life people, they can be fict fictitious characters, or they can be personas that you just constructed for yourself or any combination of those. So for example, uh, what I'm doing when I'm writing on LinkedIn is I often hit writer's block, right? Like everybody. Yeah. And there's various ways to get through writer's block and various techniques that work here. One that was particularly useful for me is I imagine myself kind of, I pretend to be somebody who never runs out of things to say. And, you know, for various people, that's going to be a, a different character. For me, it's Deadpool, okay? Deadpool, he has this kind of informal style that I like to go for usually on my LinkedIn. And he just keeps talking and talking and talking, you know? <laughs> like he would never fight, run out of things to say. So when I imagine myself as him, the words come, some of it, then I need to kind of with a cool head edit because it goes a little bit too far, okay? Yeah. But it unblocks me, you know? On the other hand, uh, you can tell, you, can, you will probably be able to tell I'm a Marvel, Marvel fan. When I need to focus and be more analytical, I imagine myself as Vision, you know? The character that, you know, for, for those that are not familiar, he's basically like an android within the Avengers team, right? So not super kind of high in the, in the level of emotions, but extremely intelligent, methodical, logical, and sometimes I need that. So what I'm proposing to marketers is, first of all, accept that you don't have just one, you know, just one set of strengths, just one kind of mode of thinking, you know, I'm creative. So when I look at a spreadsheet, I want to run away, you know, just ditch that. Those thoughts are not serving you. Instead, think of yourself as, okay, 
within this slot, I need to be more analytical. Within this slot, I need to be more, more creative. Here, I need to be like a leader. And, you know, I've got a, a character for, for leadership as well. This is for when you need to show your best work, when you, you need to be kind of fully engaged in the moment. And honestly, it's just fun to do, to think about your favorite characters, you know, to have take notes on, okay, so for this area, for SEO, who do I want to be like? When I'm interviewing a customer, who do I want to be like, you know? Yeah. Just, it's a huge source of inspiration and it really frees you up to think of yourself as more than just one role, more than just one hat, and, and it's fun to do. So I really recommend it. Yeah, like, I think that's the beauty in marketing that you can impact all business areas, but at the same time, you have to adapt depending on what you want to do. because. You will behave differently when interacting with the C-suit and differently when you interact with someone, yeah, with a recruiter or someone from the operations team. So Exactly. Yeah. But as marketers, we can have lots of things on our plates. Lots of marketers have the shiny object syndrome. How do you stay consistent? Because we sometimes have to wait a long time to see the results and we can lose that motivation. Yeah. That's a big question. And I think... You know, within the marketer mindset concept, and at one point, this is going to be a book on a shelf. You know, this is yeah. what I'm kind of building towards. I'm going to have it. And definitely one of the... <laughs> Sorry? I, I definitely going to have it. Awesome. Thanks for saying that. So one of the concepts uh, there is that marketers are full of dualities. I mentioned kind of being crea creative versus being analytical. Another duality where you, ha where you have to strike that balance, okay? is being focused versus being adaptable, you know? Sometimes I also look at it through the lens of you need to be at the same same time kind of enthusiastic about the things that come to you that might distract you because there might be something good there, but also skeptical, you know? AI is a great example, you know? The marketers are getting tons of AI ideas and you need to kind of give them a little bit of time and analyze them. At the same time, kind of to be skeptical and to, um, and to be the filter. So I think what's important uh, with being consistent is just keeping records, you know, like it, it might be maybe a little bit too simple to mention, but there are certain kind of techniques that you can use. Like, I, I think often the way we get distracted is through conversations with our manager. Like, have you ever had it where you have, let's say you have a weekly one-on-one -on -one with your manager, right? And one week you're talking about one project and the manager says, this is the most important thing in the universe right now. And the next week they don't even remember about the project. Okay. So one thing that you need to do, and, and a really important thing here is managing up, okay? You have a manager who keeps coming to you with new things. Uh, keep a record of what was said. I really recommend just having a running Google Doc or I have a ClickUp Doc, uh, you know, for my conversations with my direct reports and with my manager. And here you keep a record of what was said during the last meeting and make it a habit to ask the question, what did we discuss last week? And how do we feel about it today, okay? And, you know, how do we set the priorities? The, the thing is, you know, not even what do we focus on this week, but, like, what do we continue, I think is a good question to ask yourself. Now, this becomes difficult when you're head yourself. And, you, you know, you may have conversations with, for example, I'm the head of marketing reporting to one of the co-founders, right? But instead of managing up, I need to manage myself. And I need to re keep records of what's important to me every single day. And I actually do that by asking myself four questions in the morning. And, you know, I check what was important for me on the previous days. And I make it kind of, I, I insist on it that a big part of my to-do list for today should be similar to the to-do list, you know, yesterday, same project, next steps. 
And that is a big way to stay consistent. You know, it's a matter of discipline. And it's also a matter of just believing in the things that you have to do that they will work out. You know, you need to be, I love this quote uh, from novel Ravikant uh, that I just noted down recently. You need to be impatient with actions, but patient with results, you know, and the actions need to be kind of consistently in the same direction. Yeah, it made an impression on me too when I yeah, first found it. Yeah, it's a very it. good quote. I got to say it. Yeah. 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 So that's another thing that I'm kind of, okay, you know, installing it in my mindset. And the thing is, the way to kind of keep things in your mindset and to make them a habit, the, the strongest habit, I think, is to ask yourself consistently the same questions and the questions that put you in the right frame of mind. So how can I be impatient with actions and patient with results today? And, you know, and you need to find, like, I share a lot of, about it on LinkedIn. I share a lot of questions. Uh, because like I said, with mindset, I can't share answers. You need to find the answers. Yeah. To some extent, you also need to find your own questions. The ones that get you the most fired up, that, the, that remind you the most about what's important to you and that save you the most from making bad decisions. Perfect. Like, Jakub, I have one last question. What sure. do you want the audience to take away from this whole conversation? Because you touched on a few topics that really kind of make people think. But what's the, what's the one thing that you want them to really think about? Good question. I think the one thing that I would recommend is I've been in your shoes. I've listened to a ton of podcasts and I had this short-term how motivation. And what you've got, hopefully right now, is that burst of how motivation. But to turn it into why motivation, you need to actually take the steps. And the nice thing is that the steps are not very hard to do. They take a little bit of time, but, you know, you can uh, take some time, you know, go on a walk on a Saturday or something, uh, or just, you know, go to a cafe, bust out your laptop, you know, switch places would be a good way to kind of switch your frame of mind and either take out your notepad, open up uh, your laptop and do some of this thinking on paper, quote unquote, you know, and that can be, you know, deciding what questions you're going to ask yourself every day or thinking about your highlights and your values or writing your vivid vision or just asking yourself why do i want to be a marketer and what kind of marketer do i want to be and how can i take steps to be that marketer you know the marketer i want to be in three years how do i take steps today if it's a saturday maybe on monday (laughs) okay how do i take steps to uh, to get closer to that vision and it'll happen sooner than you think. Yeah, so you just have to start asking yourself questions about your future and where you want to go. Yes, and make it a habit. And do it on paper. It's not enough to do it kind of in your head because that dissipates really quickly. And even kind of talking to yourself, I mean, I, I love to do it, but when it's on paper, it sticks. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's very good that you mentioned it. Like, the pen-paper connection, pen-paper, pen-brain connection is much better than just keeping it in your head. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep things digital uh, too. But yeah. yes, it's uh, there's something magical about writing by hand. Yeah. So Jakub, where can people find you? And how can you help them? So like I mentioned, <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn a lot. Uh, so look me up, uh, Jakub Greitzar on LinkedIn. My tagline says metalhead and bass player ordinaire. And that's that's not a typo, by the way, ordinaire, not extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm not there yet. 
And how I can help is I share a lot of content about this. Uh, I'm kind of the marketer mindset thing uh, that I that I kind of happened upon after like a decade of searching for my thing. I'm going to post about it a lot more now. Uh, let's get in touch. Let's have a chat. Uh, you can follow me. And I also, <laughs> since, since recently, I offer pay what you want consulting. Okay, You can pay me whatever you want and get advice on mindset, marketing, or whatever else you might like. And we can work together that way. I also work for Zenpilot. You should go to zenpilot.com, especially if you're um, an agency operator, agency owner, or maybe a project manager in an agency, and you finally want to get your workflows and templates and SOPs in order. Maybe you're using ClickUp or Teamwork, and you see that they can do a lot for you, but you're having trouble figuring out the optimal setup. We know the optimal setup. And especially if you want to finally be able to know uh, how much money you're making on each of your service lines, which of your clients are profitable and not profitable, and to standardize your processes and to know like delivering a blog post for a client takes X amount of time and has Y amount of steps. We have a full framework that will allow you to do that and to build healthy team habits so you stay consistent and disciplined about this. Zenpilot.com, book a call with us or grab our content or subscribe to our newsletter, it's in the footer. And all of those will push you along the way to becoming a great agency operator. As always, you will find all the links in the description. And I will also include there the books that Jakub mentioned throughout the conversation. So, Jakub, thank you very much for today. It was a pleasure. No, it was awesome. It was a blast. <laughs> yeah. So, see you on LinkedIn. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be a B2B Leader. If you liked this episode, make sure to leave a review in your favorite podcast app. Also, if there is something you would like to learn, let me know. After all, we are building a knowledge base for B2B.